Jeff Goodman, Bob Ryan, Gary Tangway along for the ride. Zoom and Pod is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Okay, uh, my cohorts are very popular. So Jeff Goodman and Bob Ryan had crazy schedules this week, but I wanted to get both of them on. So we're doing separate podcasts this week. Uh, I'm going to start, Robert, with the first topic. I, I started with Jeff. Jake King, by the way. Um, does a great job with The Athletic. Uh, he's got an article out about how this year the Celtics' offensive production does not dip when Jason Tatum goes to the bench. Number one, does that surprise you? And just your thoughts on that overall. A, a little bit, uh, although I think we've acknowledged that there uh, certain people are, are producing. We're going to talk about a few, a couple of them, and uh, more this year than they have. And uh, uh, it, it does, I think it, one thing that occurs to me, uh, I hadn't dissected the the thing you know completely, but uh, it must mean that if he's if Brown is still in the game, that you know we know Brown's on a pretty good roll as we speak, right? And uh, uh, that has to have something to do with it, I would think. But uh, that's good. Uh, obviously, it speaks to a needed bench production. I will go back to my uh, just my my anger, my horror of the games one and two of this season, which they won. Now you start, and in which the total bench point production in the first two games of the 23-24 NBA season for the Boston Celtics was 20. 20 points in two games out of the bench. I said, oh my God, this can't continue. I don't know, you, you, you're not. Well, it hasn't. And and um, uh, so that that's part of it. But I'm, that's an encouraging uh, development if that's, you know, that Tatum it doesn't have to be on the floor for them to continue to put some points on the board. Do you think it's because Tatum has given permission to the rest of the team to score the ball? And it, he doesn't even have to say it. It's just by his behavior, because we've we've heard Tatum say, uh, and Jalen Brown said the same thing. Look, all of our numbers individually are down, but the team is playing better. So when you have your number one and number two guys having that attitude, this is the result. Yeah, another thing I just flashed across my mind is is that uh, um, Tatum himself, somebody's got to score more. His three point shooting is down. Oh, okay. Yeah. His three point shooting efficiency is not what it, and yet the team is chugging along, uh, you know, at a at a at a, at a very happy pay, good pace. So that 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 something else is going on uh, now. Whether it's I, 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 some, this so right. Things can be intuited. They don't have to be specified, right? And right. And and I think that may be the case. I, it's a it's a group maturity. You know, you you win as a team, obviously, and and ultimately, and 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 and, uh, and all all three phases of the game, right? Well, however many phases we want to dissect in basketball, because there's more than three. You know, you got scoring, you got rebounding, you got assists, you got defense, you got 
setting picks, you got moving the ball, the extra pass, blah, blah, blah. The offensive rebounding, you know, this ain't, this ain't football. There's a lot more going on in terms of dissecting the game, you know, right. So, so, uh, you know, you don't simplify it with three things the way you, you know, that our friendly coach likes to do. There's more going on in basketball and, and they're playing, they're, they're touching you know, some, the, the offensive rebounding at time has been a, 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 an issue over in the past this year. They've actually had some games where they were the dominant team and that that's uh, that's something new. But anyway, um, something's going on that's good in the Granville Perrins. And, and well, this is, we're now in the heart of Jason Tatum's uh, career. Well, we're talking like six or something. Yeah. I mean, this is a heart and, and, and uh, it, it's, it's very, very encouraging that, that the, the, the group is progressing around him. I'm going to, I put quotation remarks of, of that group maturity, I think yeah. is the best label that, that I've heard so far. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that throughout this, topic up i just think there's something about a team it doesn't matter what sport it is in my observation whether and i'm not comparing tatum to these leaders so slow your roll <laughs> a brady a bird a russell um uh you know those top three come to mind uh you know even a pierce in 08 paul pierce in 08 when they're when they're very welcoming to their teammates and there's a feeling of generosity uh, that I'm here to support you as much as carry you. That bleeds through the room. And maybe I'm getting a little meta. Well, listen, you mentioned 08, and and that was that that team. In retrospect, uh, uh, it, it gets more and more fascinating. And you, you, I remember I listening to Doc talk about it. I uh, have recently, and 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 I something I was doing some research on Doc for for the sports museum honor that he got the new England sports museum honor and and now this sounds someone's going to say oh you're crazy uh, i'm sorry <laughs> i looked it up it's a, it's a gospel truth uh they won like 43 games by 10 points but more than that you can argue that in the 82 game season they were out of hopelessly out of one game at home loss to miami and they they were within striking distance at a reasonable time left in all the of, of, of all the losses the the fifteen losses or sixteen sixteen losses they had the fifteen of them were salvageable one was that is as overpowering and impressive a season as any team has ever had no one will ever talk about this no they they don't get the credit for it. I didn't know it either and I didn't recognize it. I lived through it until I looked researched this and and and. And Doc was talking about how hard they played every night. And I looked up the numbers and oh my, and 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 you could make a case that they were in 81 out of 82 games. Now, I don't know how too many teams can ever say that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um that you mentioned with Pierce's role in that team, but we all know who the emotional leader of that team is. Yeah, was. Garnett. Yeah, I mean Garnett. And and, and and the the they the big three so complement with an E as well as an I and each other, you know, and Ray. Ray was shot selection. His shot totals were down, but they knew he knew that they knew that he was still a guy they could go to, and they really had to have a hope, you know. Uh, and they go, let, they they give they get the ball to Ray. So I mean, they all they all appreciated each other in a way. I mean, it, it worked. It was the idea because they all remember they they were all three title deprived. Sure, Hall of they wanted players. a title. They wanted a title. All three Hall of Fame bound players, title deprived, over in their thirties, and 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 they got what they recognized what it would would take 
to, to get their goal, to achieve their goal. And they, that, that's one of the great examples that we'll ever see in this league. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action NFL. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including you got spreads, you got your player props, you got over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. So one of the reasons that the Celtics are playing so well this year and they have this, this aura about them is because of the moves that Brad Stevens made. Do you think he's in the hunt for executive of the year? Well, I think, let's face it, um, the, the fact that uh, uh, Holiday, well, Holiday fell out of the sky, <clears throat> let's be honest. And if, you, if you're voting on the basis of Holiday, um, you do have to know that uh, it was so. It, it, it's a no-brainer to go after him, and, and oh, the fact yeah. is that he, he the only, if there but for day, Mr. Lillard's ups, you know, uh, obstreperous nature, uh, <laughs> this demand to get out of Portland, this doesn't happen. But he did get him, and and they're making the most out of him. Uh, the other guy I want to compliment the guy that he, that uh, well, they get credit for they is Porzingis. Uh, yeah, Porzingis. Yeah, positively. And of course, now it was Danny that got us, us, you know, them white. Derek White is uh, so indispensable in this in this mix, and and I I I decided he's like a, a an efficient butler. He he does whatever you need at the moment, sir. So do you need a rebound? I'll get you a rebound. So do you need a, an assist? You need a bounce pass for the fucking. Um, do you need a you know what do you even need? And and uh, you need three. Oh, I I shall go get you a three. You know, oh, it, it's what doesn't he do for them? <laughs> so bob I'm, I'm failing on a movie reference james bond who was the name of the guy with all the gizmos in the lab um, oh i know i know oh, oh i know that oh, oh, oh. it's gonna yeah. drive me crazy yeah. i can, I can, oh, I can yeah. okay. but they, that's the guy like he comes out with all the tools whatever you need <laughs> yeah. whatever you need um but played by john cleese i believe in one of them uh anyways moving right along uh let's get to the the, the sixers from your former neck of oh no no i want to go to pritchard first i'm sorry pritchard yes 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 uh Hemelsbach wrote about pritchard last year demanding to be traded or he was happy because he, he was he was discontent with his playing time yeah. um but i i look at pritchard and maybe this is not i'm being too hard i want to say dude you know sometimes you should just be happy because i think he may think he's a i think he thinks he's better than he is and i want him to say you should just be grateful for what you have but maybe you need that attitude to play in this league. If you're six feet one, you're six right. feet tall. If you're, I'll be honest. Uh, please, uh, you know, if you're six feet tall, uh, and and you 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 have to have a, a, a feistiness about you. <clears throat> he is a scrappy dude. Uh, almost, almost once a game, he gets a sneaky offensive rebound or a def or a sneaky even defensive rebound. 
Um, he, he plays hard. He's a defense. He played hard, hard, hard. Uh, I've liked him from the beginning, you know, but the, ultimately his, his longevity in this league, the, the, that shot has to go in. <clears throat> and he, he, his whole raison d'etre was the three pointer. And when it's going in, he's valuable. And when it's not, he's not so valuable. Uh, and, you know, recently he's had a game with six tying his career high. Um, he, he's definitely got, uh, he's feeling appreciated and he's contributing this year and, and he's, a, he's an asset. I, I've been a, a member of that fan club from the beginning. I, uh, and, and, and was disappointed that he wasn't being used more. Um, and, and, but it's all, and it's all true. He was unhappy last year and there was, there was no secret that he, you know, uh, wanted to get out of here. And I'm, I'm glad that, it, you know, I'm very happy that, that he's here. But I think we all agree. I mean, Jeff feels that they need Q, by the way, was the name of the gentleman, Q. Ah, oh, uh, yes. Q. Q, uh, yes. Q. That's but, Q, not C-U-E, but... He, he, yes, with the actual... Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff feels they still need a big. Uh, it would... It, I'd be... I don't know that you need... It'd be nice. It's a, It'd be one more, uh, uh, you know, comforting thing. See, I'm not down on... He's hurt right now, you know, I, I don't think Cornette is a stiff. I think he's a, an, an NBA basketball player. And uh, he's still in the mix and, and when, he's, when he's available to play. Um, Tata, you know, he's, he, you know, he might be dropping into something. But, yeah, you'd get, ideally you'd like to go and order from the catalog a, 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 a veteran backup big man. But um, the P.J. Brown of 2024. Right. That was a, an invaluable uh, asset that when they picked up P.J. Brown, because that story, well, it's so fictionally amazing, it's daily true, that he was recruited during the All-Star game by the big three, Dickley Pierce. and uh, On the and, street. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, they all, hey, P.J., yellow yeah. from a cab or whatever. Hey, P.J. Yeah, I mean, you can't make this, you know, what up. And and it's a gospel truth. Yeah, yeah it'd be nice. And I, I, I'd i welcome it. But I don't think it's mandatory. I think it yeah. would be a nice life. Right. Um Joel Embiid, and now we'll get to, to Philly. He's got 13 straight games with 30 points and 10 rebounds. We know he's an amazing player if he can stay healthy. Does he reach the stratosphere of Shaq, Wilt, Russell, or Kareem? Well, first of all, um, you, Shaq is not in that discussion at the, at the top of the mountain, but in the Bob Ryan scheme of things, okay? Uh, the, you, the, the three stand-aparts are in whatever order you prefer, and we're the, uh, Russell, Chamberlain, and Kareem, okay? Then we draw a line. Now we have the argument start, who's next, who's four, who's five. I think Olajuwon is four all the time, by the way. Okay. And Shaq is in the top 10, maybe top eight. Right. Uh, and uh, my objection to Shaq, he was an indifferent rebounder indifferent he got him if he had to get him if you're seven feet whatever and yep. you have that body and you have this extraordinary athleticism the quick feet everything you need to go along with it the, a package such as no greater center package has ever strode this earth you know than except they maybe wilt and in terms of you know the physical being that he brought to the position he never once led the league in rebounds and and he should have led the league in rebounds three or four or five times because the number one rule of rebounding is do you want the damn ball or don't you? And and he would get rebounds that came he did that came to him, but the great rebounders get rebounds that don't belong to them. And and he never did that. And and that's my yeah, but on him, among other, you know, so all right. Now, uh now we're uh Embiid. The argument, I guess it's arisen in the in the talk show circles, and hey, great, great. Uh, 
is would you rather have him beat or, or Jokic now? This it, you know it's kind of a given that Jokic was a, a specimen apart, but after Embiid gets an MVP and Embiid is 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 following up his MVP with a, a spectacular season, which by the way includes in the recent days a fifty-one point game, and and now is on this great streak of uh, thirty ten games. He's in. He's you have to give him put him in the argument as as the most valuable force in the league right now. You know, in in a league that includes an Inter Dequambo and 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 uh, Jokic, isn't he right there? I mean, isn't he producing for them every single night at an no extraordinarily question. high level? And uh, people will say, okay, you know, now the next thing is, of course, okay, Jokic has a ring, uh, and Dequambo has a ring, and and Embiid, okay, where's your ring? You know, and and that's to me, it's always you know that we know winning is dependent on so many things. He's got a Batman. I mean, he's got a Robin. That's for sure. With with Maxi, who's who's routinely putting up thirties lately. Uh, and you know me. I'm a charter member of the Maxi fan club. Go you back are. Kentucky. You know, I've been. You can find Bob Ryan. Uh, you know, slobbering over Maxi uh, clips going back two years. And so that's I I I'm I'm, I'm a Maxi guy. Um, but Embiid, you got to give him credit that now. But he's a different player. I mean, it's. Uh, he's not the passer Jokic is not true because you know, no one else in, in that position is right now, but, uh, um, but he is, uh, uh, he's an extraordinary, he's a major force and, 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 and he must be given his due. Plus he's kind of fun to have around. <laughs> you oh, know, he's great. Jokic, I mean, Jokic has no, no public personality, you know, he's funny. There's no public personality Jokic. He likes, he, he, he's, he goes about his business and goes home. You know, if it's not about the Celtics, I mean, if the Celtics aren't in it, I would like to see Joel Embiid get a ring. I like Embiid. Embiid wants you to know he's around. Yeah. Jokic wants to. He's the Garbo. I want to be alone. Yeah, yeah. You just, just leave me alone. <laughs> um, but speaking of the Sixers, I found this amazing that Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and then uh, Tobias Harris, they were the first three Sixers to score 30 points in a game since 1961 when they were the Syracuse Nationals. And that was Dick Barnett, Hal Greer, and Dolph Shays. Mm-hmm. I find that amazing. Well, 30, 30, 30, that, not that, that doesn't happen too often. And the, the three guys get 30 in a game. I, that, that, that's very weird. I, I would bet that we hadn't happened 10 times in the history of the league. And, and okay. I, one, of them, one of them was uh, the, the Will Chamberlain 100-point game. Uh, the Knicks had three guys get 30 that night. That's one of the great trivia questions of all time, if you can name the third one. Oh. Because Richie Guerin and Willie Knowles were the first two. But uh, – do you uh, remember the third one? Oh, I, of course I do. <laughs> Cleveland Buckner. What a and name. That's another part name. of it. Huh? That's a great six, name. Nine, six, Cleveland Buckner was a 6'9 guy. And, uh, you know, that, he had this career night that night. And, of course, he got outscored by Wilt. Wilt outscored. He had 37 or whatever. Yeah, whatever he had, Wilt outscored him by 70. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also the Knicks, that was another, he was part of, a, of, a, of another wonderful trivia question. Uh, the Knicks had four guys at one point in their uh, uh, early sixties existence, four guys whose names began with the letters B U. If you can name all four, you oh, you go to the head of the class. Uh, uh, no, I mean I, I I mean Bradley wasn't there. I mean Brad, I I don't know. Oh, no. uh, Butler, uh, uh, Al Butler, yeah, Pete Bud, uh, oh oh, Donis Butcher, and Cleveland Buckner. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love those names. I love those names. Um, okay, Hall of Fame nominees are out. I took a look at the list. You've seen it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not impressed. You know, there's no to me standout guy. Uh, guys that jump out to me. 
uh, Tom Chambers, Vince Carter, Michael Cooper, Joey Crawford, the ref, um, you know, Lampier, Mo Lucas, Raleigh Massimino, you know, coach Villanova. I don't know. What do you think? The uh, You're right. It's a, it's a B group. It's not an A level group. It's not yeah. this. Uh, the most viable, the most viable, okay. Vince Carter is going to get in. Okay. I think. Uh, Marcus Johnson. Oh, I forgot him. It's a yeah. very good chance of getting in, I think. Uh, I think Tom Chambers is the Hall of Very Good, but not a Hall of Famer. I would okay. not vote for Tom Chambers. Uh, I would not. Terry Cummings, absolutely not. He's yeah, not no, no. Mike Kaminsky, of course not. He shouldn't even be on the ballot. I love him. It's a wonderful guy. A gentleman, a, a fine, a nice, solid player, but no. Of course, guys get there on a baseball Hall of Fame ballot that you go, what are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, they lasted 10 years. And this is... Not that. What are you kidding me? But no, Mike. I'm sorry. You know, you maybe a hall of, college hall of fame. It's, I missed Michael Cooper. Is Michael Michael Cooper is on? Uh, he's That's on, what I he, saw. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Okay, well, if he was on, so now does he get on because of his defense and playing with the? Oh, of course, but he's not going to make. He won't make it. But okay. Larry will. But I tell you, who'd go up there for him? And Larry is that would be Larry. Larry would go up there for him, and and would uh, uh, because he he would unequivocally tell you he's the greatest guy, toughest guy that ever guarded him, and uh, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Michael Cooper. So I that uh, now okay. Uh, there's coaches there. A lot of coaches. College. Go get Barnes. I don't think so. John Beeline. No. Chauncey Billups. By the way, I he's better than I thought. You know, his career was better than I thought. I don't think it's a Hall of Fame career. Not a Hall of Fame. No. But uh, now there's an interesting uh, referee. I would vote for. And that's Joey Crawford. He was a <laughs> he was a dominant personality. It's a dominant personality, Joey Crawford. Um, did you think he was a good ref? Yes, I did, and because I'm, I, I kind of knew him a little bit, so I'm a little biased there. You know, I had a couple of couple of cups. Well, I, you know, you had a couple of beers. I remember one time because he liked to talk to the media. The, the gentleman of the NBA, I mean, a true gentleman of the NBA media, Ian Thompson, one time because this is when I was working the Celtics broadcast. Uh -huh. Ian Thompson from Sports Illustrated is walking along the baseline like to get to his seat, and they're in a timeout. And Joey Crawford just starts talking to him. Hey, Jim, talking him up and i said ian he goes i don't know man i was just going to my seat and joey just talks to us all the time you know joe, no joey's a, a real people uh, of course you know his bloodlines you know he's from the referee uh shag crawford's kid and, okay. and and he had another brother that was an umpire and all that okay um now the veterans put a couple of names up the veterans committee yeah dick barnett i say yes if you can his the totality of his contract is you have to i i would take into consideration the fact that he was one of the all-time great uh, NAIA college players, won a national championship uh, at, at Tennessee A&I. Um, uh, Fred Brown's nominated, Hall very good. Fred Brown was was the original Vinnie Johnson, you know. Downtown. The, the original, downtown Freddie Brown. Downtown but Freddie Brown. I don't Brown. think he's a Hall of Famer, but I, but he's a Hall very good. There's an interesting name there that people don't know, and it's, there's, a, there's been a, a decades-long crusade about out from uh, outraged family members that a man named Leo Ferris, he's on the list. Say, who the hell is Leo Ferris? Leo Ferris, according to his family and some documentation they have, does not get the credit that he deserves for being instrumental in the 24 second clock institution, which always is given credit to the owner of the uh, Rochester Royals. Uh, um, you know, and, and he gets all the, whose name is escaping me at the moment, but, uh, and Leo Ferris 
is being it would be a, maybe writing a long uh, a historically in, uh, you know grievance here if he were to get in and there's teams that are nominated and uh, now by the way we're to, for the boston audience that we have there is a local uh, name on the ballot uh from the uh uh women's the women's coaching list the women's list andy yasana the longtime coach of emmanuel here in Boston, and the Fenway, uh, has got a pile of wins, and a, a very not good good guy is nominated. It, um, you know, I, that may very well be like what we say. The, you know, the nomination is his honor. You know, we say right. the Oscars every year. Well, maybe it will turn out to be, but it is an honor to be nominated, and um, and I can congratulate uh, Andy Yasinov on being nominated. Okay, and. Uh, uh, there's, there's a contributors list that's loaded with people. We, we'd be going for an hour to yeah. see so many of them are deserving. I want to put, there's two on an international player list. There's two guys that I, I want to just make a brief comment on. One is Andrew Gaze from Australia, uh, a great Olympian. He was a member of the 19th, uh, the Seton Hall team that went to the, was beaten by Michigan in 1989 in the final. But uh, a, a longtime Olympian and the greatest Australian product uh, you know, played the, the honor to his country was Andrew Gaze. And I've got a very personal one, very personal. Tal Brody. Tal Brody, here's a story. It's a fascinating story. I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. Tal Brody is from Trenton High School, class of 61, where he led the team to the New Jersey Group 4 State Championship. He go to L- he went to Illinois, and he was all Big Ten, three years, you know, and, and, and he was the 13th pick of the 1965 NBA draft by the, by the Bullets. He's Jewish. He was invited to go to the Maccabea games that summer. And he, oh boy, I'm excited. I'm going to go to the Maccabea games. He goes to the Maccabea games. That was in 1965. He's never come home. And he became an Israeli citizen. He became the best player on an Israeli team that won a 19, a European championship. He uh, uh, coached the team for years. And he is still uh, a governmental official. He has an official a title, the ambassador of goodwill for the state of for Israel. Wow. And he lives in Tel Aviv. And I got a quick story. Um, about three years ago, uh, I was invited to speak uh, at the Hall of Fame uh, before the night before they had the state championship basketball games out in Springfield. Okay? Right. And at a dinner and I was the speaker. And um, after it was over, John DeLiva, the Hall of Fame president, said, are you going to stay for the games tomorrow? And I said, well, I wasn't planning on it necessarily. So, well, he said, uh, I'm going to the games with Tal Brody. I said, "Oh my God!" I mean, count me in. I had not met. I've never met Tal Brody, and he was, uh, you know, it's a, I, so the next morning, uh, they picked me up at the hotel, and Tal's in the shotgun seat. So I get in behind him, and I hand him an index card, and he looks at it, and he goes, mouth open, "What's this? What? 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 What?" What it was, and he knew what it was. It was the starting five of his 1961 team, and George Lee, in uh, a uh, uh, Ralph Buddy Shaw and on and on and on. I, I, the starting five, and so we sat together for the game. Then, long story short, we, we went to Israel. We he, he showed us around and we had a good time. Anyway, he should have been. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame from as an international player. All right, that's my personal story. Okay, I'm right. I'm off that's myself. Hurts. Bob, I love those stories. Outstanding. I got. Let me just. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Andy Yasinov has been at. Emmanuel, they really brought it. Consider this resume very, very carefully. 
for 47 years. He has won 905 games. He has had two losing seasons. It's amazing. Since 1977. So uh, that's, you know, that's not that that's not perfunctory. That's pretty damn good. Okay. What is it like to be honored by the Hall of Fame? To be. Well, you were honored by the Hall of Fame. Yes. Well, the the, the Kurt Gowdy Award, the, the, the media award. Oh, it's. It was a great thrill. I mean, phenomenal. I was uh, honored. And and uh, the funny thing about my year, which was 1997, the honoree for broadcasting was Marv Albert. And it was the year of Marv Albert's, shall we say, Marv's troubles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Fratello and all <laughs> and that. And Marv was ushered into the, there was a media scrum and Marv was ushered into the, uh, the uh, building uh, for what I call the Goodfellas entrance. You know the kitchen, you know, <laughs> and the the get to avoid the 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 prying cameras and stuff, you know. And I could, I, I was honored, totally honored to go in with Marv. I known Marv, I you know we know what a great broadcaster he is, and if you, uh, I was thrilled, you know. But but that was a little subplot that year. I was you know, Marv was in the news for all the for some wrong reasons, but uh, um, he bounced back. Had oh, his he terrific. bounced back. Anyway, oh, it's, it's one of the honors, great bills of my life. Are you kidding? It was a, a great honor. To, to well, it honest. just must be su such a feeling. And, you know, the same thing for our friend Dan Shaughnessy with Cooperstown. Yeah. You know, I know Willie uh, McDonough, you know, in Canton. To just, it, when you're in the media, it's such a unique position because you get into the business because you're a fan. But then when you become a journalist, you have to take the fan and you have to put it in the drawer, you know, and then you have your moments, you have your battles with the players, you have your battles with the coaches, you know, sometimes the fans are mad at you. Sometimes the players are mad at you, but then at, when all is said and done, and then you're put into the same building, albeit it's the Kirk Gotti award. It's not the same thing as being a player or being a coach, nor should it be, which everybody agrees. <clears throat> it's just got to be something very holistic. To be in the same building. Oh, it's 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 just it's a great night for you. It's a great it's honor. It's a great uh, uh, absolute, you know? there's no question about it. And you're right. I get entered. I get it referred to uh, at times. You know, but as a Hall of Famer, well, you know, I I I, I say well, no, no, Hall of Timeout. You know, I'm not a Hall of Famer. That, that that's a, a totally different thing. Right. Uh, I'm I'm but I'm 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 at the peak of the best I can achieve in my profession. Uh, and it, and it uh, and they call you know I'm in I'm in look I'm in six halls of fames I mean and and in different ways once you know but but there's but I'm not a hall of famer in in in, uh, in Springfield I'm a Kurt Gotti award winner and that's a and I'm proud yeah. and honored to be that. Um, okay, let's move on to the Joker. Um, Isaiah Thomas, uh, the former Piston, I should say, was yes. on NBA. He was on NBA TV in. They were talking about the Denver Nuggets shot selection and talking about the Joker shot selection. He said he was talking to Scott Hastings. We remember Scott Hastings was a teammate oh, yeah. of Isaiah, you know, but he's, he was interviewing. Um, Isaiah was talking to Hastings and he said he feels that Jokic is as good a passer as Magic Johnson. It's pretty high praise, but let's dissect that. Well, the thing is, I find it an interesting analogy because, uh, uh, the guy that you compare him to is uh, to me. I've compared him to is, is Bill Walton because he's he's seven feet. And he he's not an old fashioned conventional center, but but basically he's it's like a four and a half or a five and a half, whatever. But uh, 
he's a great passer. There's no question. He's the best. I said he's the best passing center since Bill Walton. And and I'll stand on that. And and if, and if he's as good, and, and I'll I'm happy to say he's just as good. But it's in comparison. Marriott, it's a funny that we'd pick a guard, you know, to, and but which is, a, I guess, in his eyes, a quite an honor because I'd say it was a guard and a great uh, that uh, uh, that a, a seven footer could be considered an entered into. Well, the game's position. changed too. I mean, they play the guard position. Oh, oh it's like you know, like Doncic. You know, Doncic is essentially he's got the ball all the time, right? You know, and and uh, he's got it all the time, and 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 he's. Uh, I think of him as a forward, but he's really a guard the way he plays. Uh, well, LeBron himself, right. okay. LeBron has evolved into he's, he's the ultimate positionless player, and 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 he's he, LeBron thrives with the ball, not off. And and LeBron's got the ball, and and uh, that's why uh, gives me a chance to mount the soapbox for another twenty-seven seconds. All these things, all these passers that we're discussing, okay. None of them are any better are any better than Larry Bird. And the big distinctive thing was that Larry Bird was got the ball more done with with the ball in his hands less than any of these people. Remotely, not even close. I can't even tell you who's in second place about this uh, in this level of the game. And and yet you look at some of the assist totals that Larry mounted, uh, uh, you know, and, and and without having the ball in his hands all the time. And that's the big distinction that when you're talking about these people, we just got to give Larry his due. None of them were Larry Bird when it came to moving without uh, thinking ahead and being ready to distribute the ball before he even got it. And on a final final note, Bob Ryan, I was at the gym the other day and our friend Richie Thompson, the legend of the Boston Herald on the exercise bike. I I have to say something about Rich Thompson. I don't know if there's he's still covering stuff for the Herald who covers BC. I don't know of anybody who just likes covering a sport event. First of all, more than Bob Ryan, and then Rich Thompson, because he's BC games, high school games, he doesn't yep, care. Yep. He's there. And he and he said to me, he goes, and he watches us, so hopefully he sees this. So he says, you know, Bob's a Heisman voter. I said, he is? Because I guess he's the head Heisman dude now. He goes, yeah, I'm the regional grand poobah or whatever. I didn't know you voted for the Heisman. I do. Uh, still, I'm surprised every year I'm surprised they're going to renew me. And, uh, you know, I mean, fine. And I did. I And I'll reveal my vote. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I voted for Marvin Harris Jr. And, and uh, you know, I know we had these great quarterback redoubts. I voted for Daniel second and Michael Phoenix third. And, right. and uh, I mispronounced his name. But anyway, but I voted for probably, I was one of the 20 people who voted for Marvin Harrison Jr. To me, you know, yeah, I was supposed to be the best player. He was the most spectacular player I saw in a, all year was, was Marvin Harrison Jr. So anyway, yeah, I'm from, it's, it's, I am a Heisman voter. Which reminds me of my favorite uh, Heisman uh, reference, my the late Dick Shap, you know, my great my friend uh, sure. Robert, was proud of the fact he was the only person ever who voted simultaneously for the Heisman and the Tony. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? He was at the time in New York City, uh, uh, the uh, drama critic for Channel Four. WNBC. Wait a minute. Whoa, it's timeout, timeout, timeout. As well as being Dick Schaap, the sports guy. <laughs> he was the drama critic? Like he Rex the, Reed drama critic? Yeah. He was the drama critic for at that period for a period of time in uh, for when he was working for Channel 4 in New York, as well as sports. He was a drama critic. He was what a hell? I mean, what? Because he's I mean, Dick Schaap, because he's the greatest writer among all broadcasters in, in sports, uh, ever, and he's the greatest sportscaster among all writers there was nobody to combine writing and broadcasting and sports 
that like Dick Shap. And of course, he was a TV host. Yeah, he voted for Tony and and Heisman. (laughs) That is amazing. That is crazy. (laughs) Things you learn with Bob Ryan. We're going to change the name to the pod to that. Uh, (laughs) Robert, have a very happy holiday. Well, thank you. And same to you and everyone out there. And 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 I hope you get, you can go from point A to point B wherever wherever you're going and uh, without any uh, troubles and and uh, whether you're flying or driving and and uh, of course if you're in Europe you'd be taking the train much happier. If, but, if, uh, we'll get into that some other day. If and on no another another uh, honor of Bob Ryan, one of the Hall of Fame inductees of downtown, the Rich Kimball Show, my friend up in Belmont. Oh. <laughs> Name's on the yeah. mug. Get That's right. Club. Go to zone.com, W-Z-O-N. Rich does a great job up there in Bangor. Uh, we are brought to you by the exclusive wagering partner, FanDuel, um, CLS Media Network. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that's $150 if your team wins. Okay, Robert, happy ho-ho. 